This is Liz. And this is Sharon. And you're listening to Unrefined She. The well-being podcast for women like you who want to explore your health, claim your space, question norms, and live your best lives. Hosted weekly by entrepreneurs and women's health experts, Liz Winters and Sharon Bailey. As always, please keep in mind that the information shared on this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. And now, let's dive in. Hey, she's, I think we can all agree there's nothing else that can quickly send your day sideways than a visit from the hangry monster. I learned pretty quickly during pregnancy and now as a parent to tiny, hungry, hungry humans that having snacks on hand is key to everyone's sanity and survival. And while my snack of choice is typically fresh food, it's not easy or convenient when I'm on the go. And okay, to be honest, I have found one too many squished bananas or hard-boiled eggs at the bottom of my purse than I care to admit. Which is why I love the grass-fed beef sticks from Paleo Valley. I stash these protein-rich snacks in my purse and the diaper bag, so I'm always prepared. Unlike other meat sticks, Paleo Valley beef sticks contain 100% grass-fed and finished beef from American farmers who practice rotational grazing, which is better for you and better for the planet. 100% grass-fed beef contains more B vitamins, calcium, magnesium, potassium, zinc, phosphorus, beta-carotene, and iron than grain-fed beef, and has important fat-soluble vitamins that can protect against cardiovascular disease. It's a snack I feel good about eating and sharing with my kiddos. So if you're looking to level up your snack game, head over to paleovalley.com and enter the code UNREFINED15 at checkout to save 15% on your next order. That's paleovalley.com with code unrefined15. Good morning, Liz. How are you doing? (laughs) Uh, I'm great. Again, your NPR voice is on point. And I don't think I can now, now that I have like put that in my brain, I can't not have that be one of the first things I say to you. So perhaps you could consider that as a career opportunity at some point in your life. Oh, man. Yeah, being on NPR, like part of me is like, ooh, yeah. And the other part of me is like, no, because you have to show up all the time. Oh, all the time. <laughs> and like so early, I assume. It feels early. Feels early. Uh-huh. I mean, because I'm listening to what's that? I never remember the name of their morning podcast. And I recommend it almost every week. I'm like, you guys got to listen to this. Still don't know the name of the show. Is it morning edition? I mean, that's what's on the radio. Up first. Up there we first. Go. Up first. Which we should remember because we're always up first, right? Up first. I'm always <laughs> up first. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, how well, are you, my friend? Uh, I'm admittedly kind of tired and a little sniffly this morning. Um, I overslept. I slept until like 545, which... <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I wow. know. Lazy. Lush. I'm a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> And um, the joy of this new place that I live uh, is that it is the grass seed capital of mm-hmm. the world. Mm. And I have never really experienced seasonal allergies before, or if I have, they've been so mild that I was just like, I don't know what's going on. But I am like, like, thank God I'm fully vaccinated because I would probably be over here being like, oh my God, I've got the vid because I've got like a little headache. Oh, I'm like, Aww. A runny nose and like itchy, watery eyes. I'm like, what is this? I'm miserable. And it's like, oh, this is allergies. This is what the rest of the world deals with, like on a regular basis. Uh. So I've been over here looking up because I don't want to be like medicated on allergy meds all the time. I just don't handle antihistamines very well. I also, just to be 
to be perfectly honest, I just don't like taking medicine. Same. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been looking up like natural remedies for seasonal allergies. So I'm like over here drinking my, I've got some greens powder with a uh, stinging nettle in it. Yeah. And <laughs> vitamin C and like all the things. So nice. I don't uh, know if it's actually helping, but it's making me feel emotionally better. And I feel like that's important too. Yeah. And nettles are great for you. Nettles are great. Yeah. I really love nettles. Um, there is a... Paul Stamets mushroom formula. Okay, not mm. medical advice, y'all. But <laughs> <laughs> dealing with my long haulers lung stuff, I was chatting oh. with um, some girlfriends of mine who are both uh, practitioners of East Asian medicine. And one of them moved to Tennessee and ha- started having, like, we were friends in Austin and we all moved to Durham together. And then when we all kind of split away from Durham, she moved to Tennessee. And she started having the worst allergies she's ever had in her life. And so she tried all kinds of stuff, you know, like all of her Chinese herbs and whatnot. Um, and she ended up going with a Paul Stamets mushroom formula that has made a huge difference. She said like her allergy symptoms are gone. And so I've started using one of his formulas for my lung stuff. And I really think it's helped because I'm like not yeah. wheezing all the time. So I'll look it up and send it your way. Cause that'd um, be awesome. Yeah. It's like tincture too. So it's Ugh. not, and it doesn't yeah. taste gross. Cause sometimes tinctures oh. are like, Bleh. tinctures can be <laughs> straight up disgusting. I feel like the more disgusting they taste, the more powerful they are. Yes. Mostly. It's true. <laughs> like motherwort is like the most incredible, like it will, it feels like a hug, but when you taste it, it feels like a punch in your face. You're like, I'm already feeling crappy. Why would you make me drink this? <laughs> You get hugged and punched in the face. You get hugged and punched in the face. You get punched in the face, but then you feel real calm uh-huh. and uh-huh. real chill for the next several hours and you can sleep. So anyway. I mean, it's in the name, right? Like mother wart. Wart. Like, you know, right. you, know. <laughs> you should, like know what you're getting into there. <laughs> yes. oh, Ooh, okay. Well, I'll have to ask my, my lovely naturopath about, um, that mushroom tincture and see if yeah, I can... I'll send you it. I'll send it to you and then you can show that to your practitioner and see what they Perfect. think. Yeah. You might hear a kerfuffle going on underneath me because like I told you before we hit record, I got up really early this morning sitting in my office, a mouse ran out from like under where I was sitting then to where I'm sitting now. <laughs> So I brought my cat in and she has just gone under this table with the like, I'm going to kill something look in her face. So you might hear perfect. <laughs> it should be good. Uh, That's terrifying. I, yeah. I Are you like sitting on your feet right now? Like I couldn't have my feet on the ground if this was the case. Uh, one is up, one is down. I, You know, the cat's been in here for like an hour patrolling. So I think mice are gone. Plus, like as the sun comes up, they tend to scatter. Scatter. Yeah, I, it's the oh, joy of having an office garage or garage office, fair. office garage. Wow, I'm awake. <laughs> More awake than I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> Second cup of coffee. I might just, it might go from like brain fog to coffee jitters with brain fog. So that should be fun. This morning, I legitimately, I messaged you. I was like, I'm late. I'm making coffee. I made a pour over and a pot of coffee because I knew that as soon as I walk out of this office, I'm going to want a refill. So we have three coffee drinking adults here now. Mm. And it is 
wonderful that other people Mm -hmm. are here to enjoy coffee with me but i always am wanting like one more cup of coffee than is available (laughs) always (laughs) always Always. i'm like and nope it's gone okay and i don't want to make another pot so i was like i'm gonna start with a pour over and i'll make coffee for the rest of the house and then hopefully i'll get that other cup later there will be another cup left yeah are you a nighttime are y'all like nighttime grinders or you grind in the morning or do you just buy pre-ground we grind in like batches so like at the beginning of the week we'll grind a bunch of coffee for the week Nice. Because I'm not going to run the coffee grinder when anybody is sleeping. Yeah. (laughs) Which is kind of constantly at our house. So mid-afternoon is your best bet. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, this is like an ever-going thing. Because Ryan and I have both been baristas in our Mm -hmm. lives, you know? Yes. I don't care as much as he does about the nuances, right? I'm like, look, I'll just grind it and then we'll have it to use, right? I'm more about systems. And he's like, it needs to be perfect. Like if I grind too much (laughs) in his eyes and sorry, every time I do air quotes, my middle finger is just in its splint sticking up. Which we need to hear about soon. (laughs) Um, But every time we like grind, I grind too much. He's like over my shoulder being like, Wow, that's a lot of coffee you just ground there. <laughs> like, yeah, because I might want to make a second pot in like right. a couple of hours. What? Get off my back. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and to that, I will raise my cup. Yes. And to that, to Ryan and my to pre-ground Ryan. coffee. Uh, yes. I was also a barista. I understand that coffee is best when it's fresh and ground, but I also share a very loud echoey home with small children and other adults who don't get up at five in the morning. So yeah, yeah exactly. And I used to do that. <laughs> so when we lived in our smaller house, uh, I would coach a boot camp class and I'd have to be like across town at like my first class was at 6am. So I was getting up at was well, like racing out the door, like five thirty, cup of coffee in hand. It was basically like put yoga pants on, grab coffee, go outdoor. That was mm-hmm. the whole morning routine. <laughs> um, but our house was really small and like Edie's room was right off the kitchen. And so the mornings that I would have forgotten to grind enough coffee, <laughs> I would take the coffee grinder like into the bathroom and wrap it in like big towels and then press go so it would muffle and then pray that it wouldn't wake her up. Because our car, we have a burr grinder, but it is like ridiculously loud, mm-hmm. like just so, so loud. So... Dude. Pro tip for uh, all of our parents out there. If you want to grind coffee, just wrap, wrap it in a bath towel. Yeah. Now, this is my life. I <laughs> On Wednesday mornings in particular, I'm in the laundry room, which has the brightest light in the house. <laughs> Way before I want to see that light. I mean, I Fair. never want to see that light. Like, I'm, I'm, I hate overhead lighting. Like, oh, like not like daylight. No. Oh, it's I was like, like, okay, girl, okay. No, it's like a overhead you know what is that like an incand no it's not an incandescent light what are they called where the fluorescent fluorescent there it is words are hard uh, <laughs> it's like an overhead fluorescent light it's like the only fluorescent light in the house and it's super bright and i'm going into the laundry room because it's the farthest place away from fox's room and there's multiple doors shut between me and that in his room and our <laughs> coffee grinder is also really loud and i'm grabbing whatever towel i can and like crouching down by the dirty clothes and the shoes, wrapping it up and trying to grind the coffee. Yes. Do you do the yeah. hug too? Doing you do the, the hug. bear hug. Totally. <laughs> 
like, it's I love you, coffee. Please don't wake up my yeah, child. Please don't wake up my child. <laughs> it's like still too loud and abrasive. And I'm just like, why didn't I grind the coffee last night? Because Ryan would have stood over my shoulder and been like, oh, you're going to grind some coffee? Oh, tonight? <laughs> are you going to drink that tonight? <laughs> I'm really glad to know that I am not the only one that does like the bathroom towel bear hug for coffee in the morning. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Solidarity. I, I would love to know from our listeners, maybe we can post this on our Instagram. <laughs> what is the most ridiculous way that you have made coffee appear in the morning without waking up your children? I feel like this could be good. <laughs> totally. Because we can't, we can't be the only ones. We can't no. be the only ones. No. I'm sure that, I'm sure that we have some very creative, <laughs> creative folks out there. Yeah. So let I us know. I want to hear that. Y'all. I want to hear your bear hug story. <laughs> That's a thing, right? It's definitely a thing. I mean, clearly, if we both Cle- been I mean, there, clearly, clearly, I mean, clearly, like, duh. <laughs> what is happening in your world? What is happening to your finger specifically? Oh my God. It's so ridiculous, isn't it? This thing is just, okay. So Friday, I get my last, my second dose of the vaccine. I am kind of, kind of, kind of laid out for a couple of days. I just whacked my ear headphones with a stupid splint, Cute. um, kind of laid out for a few days and it's Sunday afternoon. My in-laws have left. So my mother-in-law came over from the front range to also get her vaccine dose. Cause we have excess over here because there's a lot of people who don't want to take it. And on the front range there, it's like in high demand. So mm. She comes over here and gets her dose, her second dose, and there's, you know, just the dynamics of having my family here. And so they leave, and Ryan and I are like, let's go into the garden. This will be great, you know? And uh, because we're a little behind, not going to lie, on our gardening. Plus, it hasn't rained in, I don't know, a year and um, so we're kind of like, how much do we actually want to plant this year? Because right. we're going to be on town water. Like this is going to, it's going to get expensive. So anyway, so we're like, let's just get out in the garden and we'll kind of just, you know, see what's going on. And so I'm weeding this bed and I have this brand new knife, like gardening tool called a Hori Hori knife, which is incredible. <laughs> um, but one side is ser- serrated and the other side is is. I mean, it's not super sharp. It's not like a kitchen knife, but it's pretty sharp. Um, and for years, I've been using my husband's Hori Hori knife, which is like always dull. He's Everything is perpetually dull or he leaves his <laughs> tools out all over the place. My cat is walking around the computer. Please don't knock over anything, cat. Um, <laughs> and so like his tools are like perpetually dull. The wood is splintering, you know, like I always get splinters just using his shovels or whatever. So this year I was like, I'm going to buy my own tools. So I went to um, this acquaintance of mine, the Rose Cottage Shop, and like bought these really cool tools, and they're all B Corp, like really like well-made products. So didn't realize how sharp this thing was, and just it wasn't in my head. And I'd been using it all morning, and I went in to take a break, and then I went back outside, and I just kept thinking, you know, maybe I should take a break from gardening and like go grocery shopping or something like that. And I was like, no, I'm just going to go pull up some more grass or whatever the fuck I was thinking. I don't know. So I like go in to take out this grass tuft and dig the knife into the ground. And as I'm pulling it up, I'm twisting my hand and it just like slices my (sighs) finger on the top of my knuckle down to the bone. 
And oh. I feel that I feel it. I feel it. The serrated knife on my knuckle bone. And it was, it's, I still can't get over that feeling. Like it was like, it was, it was too much for so many reasons. But so I freak out, drop the knife, pick up, like pinch the thing back together. I see my bone. Okay. Pinch it back together. Yeah, I know. Run inside, freak out, have Ryan's like bandaging it up. He's like kind of um, like almost gaslighting me in a certain way because I'd already pinched the skin back together. So I don't think he could tell like how bad it was. But I was just fainted. Put some dirt on it. Yeah, he actually told me to put honey on it. And I was like, look, I understand honey has antibacterial properties and all that stuff. But like, I just felt a knife on my bone like right. not gonna put some honey on I, it. your partner me... is a mountain man he used to live in a bus so yes, yes. <laughs> so I, yeah i can't get over this <laughs> totally a mountain man he yeah and he was like telling me stories about like cutting himself when he like lived on the land you know up out way like miles away from anybody else by himself and how he would like put honey on it and i'm like well you're more hardcore than i am i am not that person so <laughs> so anyway bandage it up and now I can't move my finger so it's in this stupid splint I mean I can but I shouldn't because I'm trying to get it to heal right so you yesterday what did that? you guys try could you stitch it back together did you guys well do that? we I I was debating going to get stitches but the hospital mm-hmm. is like 45 minutes away mm-hmm. and it was a Sunday afternoon and I was like do I need stitches you know mm-hmm. if the hospital had been closer I probably would have gone sure but, you know, Ryan's like, no, I really, I think it'll actually heal because it was a serrated knife. So, you know, when it's serrated, the cut can like easily, more easily go back together with, as opposed to like, yeah, this is what. Okay. I, the, I'm going to make a sweeping generalization. Uh, that is a, a, such a man answer. It is a man answer. And then, <laughs> yes. And <laughs> where I yeah. would be like, you're going to say that so confidently, but like my bullshit meter is going off. Oh, yeah. No, I was like, do I, do I? So I called my best friend because she is also, she's kind of like my husband in like, they're very similar in their nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like a no bullshit kind of person. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was like, Kirby, I cut my finger. And she's like, I'm coming over. So she comes over and I was like, do I need to go get stitches? You know, I'm like, I can't even look at it because I'm right. going to like drop to the floor and pass out. And she's like, uh, and she would have told me, you know, she's like, yeah, I don't think so. I think you're going to be okay. Like, I think I really think like it's going to, you know, heal up quickly. So I was like, okay, two people that I love have given me <laughs> their insight and I will take it. <laughs> so <laughs> Monday was fine. And then Tuesday, which was yesterday, I pull the splint off and it is super swollen. And I'm like, oh, no. oh my God. Oh my God. I've got an infection in my bone. That's it. So I go to the walk-in clinic and, um, but the nurse practitioner takes a look and she's like, cause we have like a little like emergency walk-in clinic here in sure. PMU. That's like all we have. Um, and she's like, no, I think you're actually okay. I think like what y'all are doing is, is right. Like just keep doing what you're doing. And so she gave me like an antibiotic cream to put on it. Oh, so. sure. Cause I was like, she goes, just don't submerge it. And I'm like, look, I am fully vaccinated now. I am going to see my family in Texas and we're going to the beach in a week and a half. I haven't seen them in three years. I was supposed to go see them last April. And now you're telling me that I can't go into the ocean with my four-year-old. And she's like, let me get you some cream that you can put on that. That'll help you out. <laughs> I was like, thank you. 
Thank you. At least she listened to you. She totally did. No, it was great. It was a great experience. Good. And I was glad she wasn't like, you know, um, and she told me, I, you know, if you start seeing infection, I can, you know, prescribe you an antibiotic that you can take if you start seeing an infection, but make sure you take probiotics for like a year afterwards. (laughs) I was like, sweet. The last time I took an antibiotic, I ended up with SIBO and she's like, how about we give you a antibiotic cream instead? And I was like, yeah, let's do that. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, here I am. Can't type. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. It's been a hindrance. I will, is that I your left lie. hand? Are you left It's my left hand, yeah. So I've been writing, I mean, copious amounts of stuff because right now I'm still in the process of creating this guidebook because I have a master class I'm supposed to teach this weekend in Denver. Oh my God. <laughs> that I'm supposed to have this thing that I've created and like I was going to do all the like piecing it together in mm-hmm. Canva this week. So of course. this has been so fun. And like... Of course, of course, exactly, of course. Oh so I've just gosh. been handwriting everything, and Kirby's going to come over and help me put it all together in my computer. I'm like, it. thank God my best friend moved here. <laughs> this is why you need a VA. I know, I know. This is all I, hail actually, the VAs. <laughs> all hail the VAs, Ashley. Um, this is what, <laughs> what I talked to my business coach about yesterday. I was like, I need to hire a VA. <laughs> They're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Ashley like makes everything come to life. I like could not do 90% of my business without her. She's amazing. Ashley, let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. So that's my finger situation and that's fun. But, uh, aside from that, you know, it's been a weird week, but everything's okay. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Packed Apparel. Now, I love Packed. If you haven't heard of them, they are on a mission to become Earth's favorite clothing company, and they are definitely one of mine. I am currently cozied up in my favorite Packed sweatshirt. It is so comfy and so wonderful. I swear by their maternity nursing tank tops, as well as their maternity undies, Things you didn't even know you needed, maternity underwear, right? Well, Pact has got you covered. They have organic cotton cozy clothes for women, men, baby, kids. They even have sheets and towels, y'all. It's amazing. And it's about more than just cozy, awesome clothes. They're really taking care of their workers by partnering with Fairtrade certified factories to ensure they're both caring for people and for planet. They provide carbon offset shipping and really thoughtful packaging to reduce and minimize that life cycle footprint. Now, they're also being incredibly generous to our unrefined she community and offering a discount code for your very first purchase so you can get 20% off at wearpacked.com with the code unrefined20. That's wearpacked, W-E-A-R-P-A-C-T.com with code unrefined20. Okay, she's, if you've been listening for a while, you know how much I love CBD. Stressed? Take some CBD, sore muscles, CBD, of course. Liz and I personally use CBD in our daily lives and have seen CBD help our clients with pain, anxiety, period cramps, and more, which is why we are so happy to partner with our friends at Rock and Roots Farm. Rock and Roots is a family-run farm and herbal medicine brand. John and Candace, owners and farmers at Rock and Roots, pride themselves on supporting the community and planet through regenerative agriculture, 
education programs, and affordable access to beyond organic produce, CBD, and herbal health products. We love Rock and Roots, and we know you will too. Shop their CBD and herbal products at www.rockandrootsfarm.com and select Unrefined She from the drop-down menu as your affiliate at checkout. So we've both we're both fully vaccinated now, right? Yay! Yes. <laughs> I think I'm I'm officially out of my two week window, <sighs> which means I could give you a hug. Still using an abundance of caution, of course. Of course. Um, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I think I posted this meme the other day. It was like, y'all, just because we're vaccinated doesn't mean we can like rouge our knees and like pull our stockings up or whatever it is. It's like you can have <laughs> some of that jazz, not all that jazz. Not all that jazz. Oh, I love it. You're so, um, such a theater person. <laughs> it really spoke to me. Um, but I'm curious, maybe we could share about our feelings getting the vaccine and our experiences about that. Because I know a lot of people are still like in that boat. I think by the time this episode airs, vaccines should be open to the world. And I know that Mm -hmm. people are curious about others' experience, especially in this, I think we hang out in like the more holistic wellness space, but maybe not align with a lot of the cough bullshit that is happening in that Mm. space. So my God. Yes. Um, (laughs) so much on that. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I know we've talked a little bit about our vaccine decision on here and actually some, one of our listeners was telling me the other day after she got her dose that she listened to one of our episodes where we were talking about it and she was like really inspired by us talking about it. So she shared about her experience and she kind of had a rough go or a couple of days after getting Mm -hmm. her vaccine, which I was like, I think, you know, I had talked about how I had had a kind of a rough experience. I think maybe you did too. So, um, but that she still felt really empowered to get it because she just knew what was coming, you know? Right. So for me, it was, um, it was really informative watching what my body was doing Mm -hmm. from getting the first dose Um, it actually connected so many dots that I wasn't able to connect until I got it. And I was like, Oh, you know, the like dots that I've had COVID that I have long haulers that, um, there's a really good chance that a lot of stuff that's going on with my period is connected to that. Um, Mm -hmm. so might not be perimenopausal might actually just have like severe inflammation in my body from having COVID, you know, nine months ago, 10 months ago. Um, Lots of stuff there. And it's actually like deepened conversation. I actually have something to say on that whole thing in a few minutes. But um, the first dose was really intense for me. And it started but like an hour or so in and went for like days. And Mm -hmm. I actually felt kind of brain foggy until, I mean, for the last month I have. And I feel like my, um, you know, in East Asian medicine, it's called chi. Like, I feel like my chi has been pretty low because like Mm -hmm. I would do workouts, you know, like I I like to do bar and um, 
if I do bar in the morning by midday, I'm wiped out. Or if I do like any type of exercise in the morning, I'm wiped out by midday. And so Interesting. I was actually save, started saving my exercise until later in the day because you would suck like all my brain energy. <laughs> huh. um, yeah, which has been pretty fascinating. So this round though, you know, I'm only a couple of days in. But it wasn't as bad. My my reaction wasn't as bad. My mm-hmm. husband's was way was <laughs> for a guy who like ne- like doesn't experience pain very mm-hmm. often. Like he's got a really high pain tolerance. It comes from it's genetic. Those guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I always think like, gosh, if you could have had our baby. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he. Um, he really struggled. My mother-in-law had was tired and she had a headache, but once she took some ibuprofen, she was fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, by Sunday morning, we all felt fine. And Monday I tried to exercise and I was kind of struggling. Um, but I was also like, you know, a day into like trying to saw my finger off. So fair. All of those things together. Right. <laughs> um, I've also been like all of our restaurants opened. And so I've been eating a lot of foods that I normally wouldn't eat over the past mm. couple of or past week. And so like it's hard to say like what all played into totally. what, you know. Um, I don't think it's possible to isolate any of it. Right. No, I mean, it's just no. Yeah. It all plays together. And the reality is, is it's like it's it's all inflammation based. Right. Like it's all sure. inflammatory. And so, like, where are my inflammation levels and how does that affect me? And that's something that's been really interesting to hear, like, leading up to the shot, because I have autoimmune condition, I was really cognizant of what my inflammation, like, what was going on with inflammation in my body. So it was, like, downing fish oil like it was my job, taking my vitamin D, getting lots of sleep, you know, all things that I should probably be doing regardless, but I was extra like cognizant of it (laughs) leading up. But, um, I would love to hear more because I, this is something I shared recently on the Instagrams too, that there have been a lot of people have experienced a lot of menstrual cycle changes either from having COVID, but then also some folks have had it from the vaccine. And like, if you've gotten it from the vaccine, as far as we know, it's temporary. It's an, it's an immune response. It's like your body is doing something. It's like, holy shit, what's going on? And I, I had that experience and didn't realize what that was from, but have been like recently since reading that article and talking to other practitioners have realized like that was, that's what was happening. Um, like Sharon kind of knows the behind the scenes of that, but I had a, I had my first period back postpartum and those are always kind of funky. You always expect them to be kind of weird. And um, I got my first dose of the Pfizer vaccine like four or five days into it. And then my period like kind of switched overnight to this like incredibly heavy. And then again, I don't want to scare anybody because this is like, like my experience, but I ended up bleeding for like 21 days. <laughs> it was a really, really intense experience. And it was scary because we didn't know what was going on. Um And then my cycle has been normal since then. And like, I went to a practitioner and that whole experience was terrible and nobody was able to do like the the link, the the fact that I'd gotten a vaccine that my body was probably having an immune response in conjunction to like having a lot of thyroid stuff going on. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. just something 
something to know. I think this is like when we share this information, it's not to, to scare people and be like, please don't get this. It's like, please get this. And also know that these are some things that could be happening. Um, but what's fascinating in the trials is that there was no spot for people to report changes to menstrual cycles, which is infuriating. Typical. So typical. So we know that men or non-menstruating humans wrote this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Brownie face. And like, I'm frowning you and I here. like both <laughs> consider like our menstrual cycles kind of like our, not our lifeline, but it's like a, it's a good gauge on like what's happening. Fifth vital sign. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm. oh, this is, this is my version of my immune response. And people, other people have different versions of that. Um, and it was, it wasn't pleasant by any means. Would I do it all over again? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, same. I mean, that's how I feel too. And by the time the second, I mean, I didn't have a 21 day period, but <laughs> by, the, by the time uh, the second one rolled around, I mean, I had spent a couple of weeks, you know, the weeks in between a little concerned about how the second one was going to go. Mm, yeah. And I woke up the day of, and I was just like, um, I was actually like, I could tell I was really heightened by, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my nerves were heightened. Sure. Um, and I was really just trying to keep like my inflammatory responses down, you know, my like just everything, like just stay calm. Everything's right? okay. You know, this is all going to be okay. And I was really prepared. Like I was prepared b- between like having COVID and I will tell you that now that we know it was COVID, I mean, we can't like definitively say it's like, I don't have an antibody test or whatever, but right. thinking back to the whole experience, having COVID sucked so bad and the long-term effects that I have been dealing with suck so bad. And my long haulers isn't nearly as bad as a lot of people's that I've right. heard of, you know, like, but I would take two days of feeling shitty and sitting in bed, you know, and Netflixing and taking naps over mm-hmm. having COVID and 10 months of lung damage. Any yeah. Day. And you get to protect your community. <laughs> and I get to protect my community that doesn't seem to want to protect anybody else. <laughs> oh my God. Neither that's a whole there. other topic. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> I think that's what pushed it over the edge for me. We were talking about, um, you know, the the decision to get this vaccine in in uh, one of our classes with BBC. And sorry, not the British. I got a badass birthers. I just got to say that here. Yeah, say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and especially like with when we were having this discussion, we didn't have a lot of information about the safety or efficacy during pregnancy or while breastfeeding. And so it's like very much a personal choice and it is still a personal choice. You know, there's a lot of different factors that can impact a person's decision to get vaccinated. Um, and we were having this discussion, but one of my clients actually brought it up. She's like, what does it for me is the fact that I get to pass on antibodies. I get to support my community and, like she's not even thinking about like long haulers or COVID. She's like, I want to do like this to like support my community and support my kiddo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hadn't, I mean, I I'd thought about that, but I hadn't considered really, especially when the, when the information about passing antibodies on to my kids became a possibility. I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Let's do yeah. this. Yeah. And absolutely. cause I am like, we vaccinate our children, but I also do a delayed schedule. I mm-hmm. am hesitant about, not about vaccines, but about um, excessive vaccination mm-hmm. 
if that makes sense. And I know this is a mm-hmm. really hot topic, so I'm just trying to be transparent and know that everyone makes their own choices. Um, but I like, I believe in, I believe in vaccination. I'll say it. Um, but I also believe that like the CDC schedule is really extreme, um, for tiny humans. And so we, we delay and like, and that just means that we do one or two vaccines at a time instead of six at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really wish we had done that because I'm the same way. Um, I believe in vaccines and I'll say it loud and proud. Uh, I almost got, I almost got the, the shirt from phenomenal that says pro vax, but then I was like, <laughs> I'm not that hardcore. Right. Um, you know, but I do think that there's, there's so much like positive that vaccines have done. And I think that that gets covered up with a lot of, a lot of things. Right. Um, but I also agree. I think for tiny humans, it's so overwhelming to their little systems, you know, and I, Ryan was way more like, we're going to vaccinate Fox exactly how they want us to. Right. And I was at the time was, um, undereducated, exhausted, and didn't have any like counterpoints at that point because sure. I didn't go into pregnancy thinking about postpartum, which badass birthers <laughs> club, you guys, <laughs> setting you up for success when you're exhausted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyway, and so I just went with it and it really concerned me because I was just like, I have no idea what this is going to do to him. Um, and there was a lot of fear mongering that like was just sitting in my soul that I was like trying to deal with. And so when it came to like his later, his later doses, I would be like, oops, I forgot to make the appointment, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just to give him a little more time. I'm like, we live in the middle of nowhere. Like, are you serious? You know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I, the, the you know, the information about passing antibodies on through breast milk, right? That's the mm-hmm. whole shtick, right? Um, not shtick. And for, if you're pregnant, you, the first baby has been, the first babies have been born with antibodies to the uh, oh. folks who've been vaccinated. It's pregnant. Yeah. Amazing. So. Right. Because they conceived while doing the trial. Is it, the, is it those? I mean, I know that there was I like, think there are some folks that have received the vaccine while pregnant and then have since then delivered. Okay. Okay. And they were able to see the baby had antibodies. Okay. Okay. When I was doing, when we were doing research for the vaccine talk that I did with my, um, my acupuncturist, uh, which y'all, if you're still on the fence or you're interested, like on my website, I have a recorded conversation with my um, neighbor and friend who is a doctor of East Asian medicine and he has a background in like community health. So, um, and we talked for months and months and months about the vaccine before Mm -hmm. I decided to get it. And so I brought him on to have a conversation with my community. Um, So it's on there. You can go watch it. It's free. You know, you just, it's like an hour and a half of conversation, Um, a lot of Q and a, so Um, but anyway, um, when I was doing research for that whole conversation, I listened to, there was a four part series, uh, vaccine series with, um, what is it? The whole, uh, the whole view or something like that. Oh, was that the Sarah Bal- Dr. S- Beltane? Is that her name? Beltane. Beltane. Yeah. Yes. yes. We're saying so the same she, person. Yeah. Same person. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Ashley will help you find that. Um, 
So it's, but it was super helpful. Actually, they did a four part series that was like, God, she talked about how much research she did on the vaccines, copious amounts of research. And when we're Um, talking about research, she's actually doing research, not Googling things. Yes, exactly. Like data driven research. (laughs) Um, And she has the background to be able to decipher it, you know? Yeah. Um, And she, um, anyway, they broke down the, all of the research and the data on the vaccines. And one of the things that they talked about was pregnancy and vaccination, because at that point it was, um, it was whether or not like people could conceive, like it would, it would mess with fertility or, you know, whatever. And so Which are all important questions, all very important questions. So one of the things was there was a number of people in the placebo group and in the vaccine re- recipient group that, um, conceived in between doses. Oh, um, interesting. Or like conceived and then like they're pregnant. They found out they were pregnant in between doses. So those were the people that they were able to like um, gather data from. Right. Because it's obviously a very small group of people who are being sure. who are like ethically like, yes, I will get vaccinated while I'm pregnant when you don't know anything about it. Right. Like it's definitely a huge personal choice there. So they, one of the concerns was miscarriage. And the only miscarriages that happened were in the placebo group. Interesting. Interesting. And then also folks got who got their first round um, and then got their second round, you know, didn't deal with miscarriage there. And um, and they were able to conceive or conceived beforehand. So that didn't, you know, disrupt uh, their fertility. And so now it's getting to the point where those vaccine trials happen long enough that those people will be giving birth. And so we'll uh-huh. have a lot more information as sure. they start giving birth so fascinating super fascinating fascinating. yeah have i have i talked about the breast milk pudding on the show (laughs) (laughs) that's a no does it is it your pizza side dish uh ew no (laughs) what is breast milk pudding so because because like i am fully vaccinated um I was taking expressed milk because like I pump once a week because <laughs> I have uh-huh. an early morning meeting, so I can't um, nurse in the morning. Um, and I turned that into like basically a pumpkin boob de creme, like amazing. <laughs> yeah. And fed it to both my kids so that they could awesome. have the antibodies because like obviously Edie isn't, ner- I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's not obvious. I'm not nursing my five-year-old. Right. Um, more power to you if you are. And, and like Arlo is still getting it, but I was like, ah, I want a way for her to be able to get these antibodies. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's where I was going with that, with that talking about like delayed vaccine schedules. Like, I don't, I don't know how I will feel about when they have a vaccine for kids. Yes. Like that's a whole yeah. other mm-hmm. cup of tea for me. Cause like mm-hmm. I am 33. I can kind of like make this choice for myself and I want to protect her as much as I can. And there's just not a lot of information out there. So that's like, I will be very honest. That's my hesitancy about totally vaccinating, vaccinating tiny humans when we don't have a lot of like, what are the long-term implications? Um, so anyway, I was like, I'm going to make her some like pumpkin pudding. And I made some for Arlo too. So it was like expressed milk and pumpkin. And I think I put like a little bit of grass fed gelatin in it, set nice. it in the fridge. 
there's some cinnamon involved. We're very, very fancy over here. Put some cinnamon in it. That's Put some cinnamon oh, man. in. <laughs> yeah. Some turmeric. Got to get that all the That sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean, so I'm not going to eat your breast milk pudding, but that no. does sound amazing. <laughs> I wish I could feed some, like a, my own breast milk pudding to Fox because that, I mean, what a great option. Yeah. We don't plan on vaccinating him for the vid until he's yeah. like, you know, bigger. Yeah bigger because i know it does transmit but it's not as i mean they were both around me i i quarantined myself as soon as i started feeling sick when i had covid um but they were both around me and you know so no no real signs actually ryan did have this weird thing and uh uh he like we can't remember if it was like a couple of days before or after I think it was before and he like got really woozy and then his whole entire face went bright like white pale as a sheet and then his lips got blue and I was like oh my god what is happening what is happening I honestly I looked at him and I was like you look dead I'm not gonna lie I'm kind of freaking out whoa and uh and it lasted for about 30 minutes and then it went away and when we talked to Jeff my neighbor I was like what happened there and he was like oh it sounds like he was like fighting off a virus and my husband's body's system is like so powerful (laughs) it's kind of unfair because I get sick all the time yeah like all of his systems are like super powerful (laughs) and I'm just like man (laughs) Um, his mountain man system that's what I meant to say his mountain man system totally and uh he we think that that was like him fighting it off and then he gave it to me that fascinating yeah isn't that fascinating it's so weird um anyway just such a weird experience. And now like thinking back when, um, a week or so after I felt sort of fully recovered, I tried to walk up this hill. That's like right outside of our house that I normally like walk up and I'm like, it's like the first part of my walk. It took me 30 minutes to get up this hill dang, because I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, the vid, the vid. Ooh, brutal. But now I really want to go hill walking. Girl, I got some hills. <laughs> we are new space. At least I haven't found I haven't found the hills here. But when I was um, like, I, I'm kind of I think I'm getting romantic about this time of year because mm-hmm. Arlo turns one in two weeks <gasps> at the time Whoa. we're recording this. Yeah. So I think this will be out right around his first birthday, which is like so magical. But I mean, this time a year ago, I was masking up and driving out to Mount Tabor Mm. in Portland, which is a live volcano in the middle of Portland. Um, (laughs) And I would just go walk for like, because I was like, get out, get out, baby, (laughs) get out. (laughs) Yes, I know. And I was texting you a lot being like, how do I get this baby out? Like, uh, it's going to be a minute. And I was like, nothing I say is actually going to help you. So, because yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember burning moxa at my house and just smelling like cigars. <laughs> yeah, totally. Dude, I know people are like, that didn't work. And I'm like, did it or did it not? I mean, it might have. Actually. It might have. It just took some time. You know what's funny? Okay. So I was, I remember messaging you for the moxa and I was like, I'm going to do this. And I was like holding it next to my like big toe or whatever the other acupressure points are. And outside and of was, the little toe. 
outside the little toe. Maybe that's why I was doing it wrong. No, I think it was the little toe because I have a little burn mark on it. Yep. Yep. Definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I remember doing that. And then I like did that so many times and I got tired because I was like, I'm inhaling so much of this. <laughs> like, it's oh. just too much. Yeah. Um, and then the day he was born, I believe I'd gone in that morning yeah, I believe I'd been in the clinic that morning. And um there in the in the midwifery group that I was in, they also have like a naturopathic medicine and um a, a oh my gosh, what does Savan do? She does acupuncture and all sorts of different things. I could be totally misrepresenting that, but she was burning moxa for somebody else. And I smelled it. I was like, oh, I recognize that. And then I like walked out and then like a few hours later I was in labor. <laughs> So there maybe just being a, being around it was enough. Mugwort. Mugwort. Yeah. Moxa is, can be very powerful, mm-hmm. you know, but it's also like, you know, if your body's not ready. My body's not ready. It's, it's not just encouraging ready. it. It's yeah. not like it's like going to open up everything. <laughs> but, <sighs> but from my experience with Moxa, it was very effective, but my yeah. body was ready to do what it needed to do at the my time. Body was so. Not ready. Oh man, I would love to share that story on here sometime. I think that's when we were making this big transition is we were going to share Arlo's birth story like a year ago. And then Jenny and I stopped recording together, not for any reason other than like a lot of life was happening. So yeah, it was a big life change time. Big (laughs) life changes for everybody involved. Anyway. Uh Uh-huh. (sighs) Uh-huh. Well, I got a hill. For you, there's perfect directly outside of my house across mm-hmm. the street. There is a mile long hill that just goes straight up. So, oh my gosh, I'm here yeah. for it. Yeah, come walk it. Is it pretty? <laughs> is it pretty? Because it has it's to be beautiful. pretty. Otherwise, I'm gonna be like, why am I walking up this boring hill? <laughs> I mean, you've seen where I live, right? That's like, true. Fair <laughs> point. Fair point. Everything is pretty around here. Sharon, I just realized that like. This is, we're getting to the point in like vaccination and being outside more that like Colorado is an option to visit. Yes. Come visit me. I'm very excited about that. Okay. Yeah. August is the best time to be here. Okay. The beginning of August, right around Fox's birthday. (gasps) We can have a joint birthday with Fox and Edie. That would be so fun. Um, Yeah. It's like all the food in all the gardens and the peaches. We have the best peaches. I'm going to say it. We have the best peaches. Um, I wonder how long it would take to drive there. Oh, yeah, but you can't have peaches. Damn it. Yeah, but my other tiny human can. Yeah. And we have other things, too. I would probably mm-hmm. eat peaches. Anyway. Uh, I have driven from here to Portland. It took a couple of days with the tiny humans. Okay. That's not yeah. bad. No, it's not bad. I mean, you have to drive through like East Oregon and then down yeah. through Idaho. And they don't recycle in Eastern Oregon. Have I told you the story? It's no, <laughs> much of no. a story. I, we went to a Starbucks. This was years ago. And we were driving to Idaho and we're in Eastern Oregon. And I had like a Oh, probably like a Dr. Pepper bottle. Let's be real. And I asked the Starbucks, I was like, oh, can you just add this to your recycling? And they're like, we don't recycle here. And I yep. just was like, I was like, I'm sorry. I like my brain did not compute. I was like, I'm sorry. What do you do with all the milk jugs? Yeah. Throw them do you away. know how many milk jugs you go through at a coffee shop in a day? Especially like a Starbucks. Especially a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the plastic cups, all the stuff. Yeah. Ugh. No, I know. I know. My brain, like, areas, melted. My like, brain melted out my ears. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'll find that a lot here, too. 
brain melting on my ears. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) Yes. Actually, you will find a lot of your brain melting out of your ears when you like get in the depths of Paonia. (laughs) It's only a 16 hour drive, 17 hour drive. Yeah. No, it's not that bad. It's just the, you know, like it's a haul. Utah. Yeah. You go through Salt Lake City. I'll tell you, when you go to their beautiful like city park in Salt Lake City, Mm -hmm. do not back into a parking spot because you will get a ticket. Okay. Pro tip. Why can't you back into a parking spot? That's what I'm saying. My husband loves to back into parking spots. I do not. That's what I'm saying. Why can't I back into a parking? Because they're angled. And so it's, I don't know, because they wanted to give me a ticket. Yeah. We had our bikes on the back of the car and I was like, we just backed into a parking spot so that where we were playing in their beautiful playground, (laughs) we could see the bikes, keep our eye on the bikes and uh, got a ticket. So, um... (sighs) Okay, this is further proof that I don't believe that Wyoming exists because every time I look at a map of the U.S., Colorado should be where Wyoming is. (laughs) I mean, you know that's a conspiracy theory, right? That Wyoming doesn't actually exist? Yes, my friend Cassie... Stop it, really? No, I'm serious. My friend Cassie is a high school teacher, and she was like... Some of her students were like, Wyoming... I think this was in New York. And she's like, Wyoming doesn't exist. And she's like are you fucking kidding me? And they're like, I mean, do you know anybody from Wyoming? And let me tell you, my (gasps) husband's family is from Wyoming. I have been to Wyoming. It's there. But are they there now? (laughs) This is my question. They're there and -hmm. they're very conservative. So (laughs) do they believe that Wyoming exists? (laughs) It's hard to say. That's actually hard to say. But okay, listeners, if you live in Wyoming, we need to know. We need to know. Please send us a voice memo. (laughs) Are you there? (laughs) Can you hear us? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, come see us in Paonia. It's beautiful. Especially I might. Like, I'm going to go, when we're done recording, I'm going to go talk to Shane and be like, do you want to go yay! on a road trip? Because he's starting to go back to work soon. But his work schedule is all sorts of crazy. Um, that we, we, this is probably our last opportunity to do something as ridiculous as taking off for what would be at least 10 days. <laughs> at least. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So everybody listening, when, Liz comes to visit me in Paonia. We will do something special. We will. We <laughs> so you've heard will. it. You've heard the like the inception of the idea. Like it's coming yes. to fruition. <laughs> oh my gosh! I feel like I could write off part of the trip as work trip too. You I'll talk to my accountant could. about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been so nice to catch up. I really wasn't I sure what we were going to talk about today, but I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> Yeah. What did we talk about? We talked about uh, the vaccine. The vaccine. Yeah. Life. Keeping it light and heavy. Light and, light and fun. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. It's the world is heavy right now, right? The like the world heavy. is heavy. And I think what I would love to remind people is that it can be both. And this is something that we have talked about on the podcast before, but that it's okay for things to be both light and dark, heavy and fun. You can find like this is just life it's never one or the other um Mm -hmm. and so i know that they're the world is a shit storm and often that's how we like bill our episodes like last time we talked our tower is burning i was like but we also talked a lot about pizza in that episode so i mean it was actually really fun Um, (laughs) well and it was action items too it wasn't just us on here like complaining and freaking out yeah you know also it's like that happened very close to where i live absolutely (laughs) on my heart (laughs) and i think that this is also like a space for us to process and people for 
us to pro- for people to process along with us. Mm-hmm. And we like definitely invite you all into that conversation, into that feeling. But I just, again, sometimes I think we feel guilty for still finding joy among, like amidst the deep grief that is happening. Mm-hmm. And this is something like, this is not a new feeling to me, maybe in this context for sure. But I mean, when we talk about, like, I'm talking to fellow lost parents who feel guilty for, like, laughing after they've, right. you know, experienced mm-hmm. a loss or something. Um, and I was like, no, like, it, it can be both. It, it's your joy doesn't discount your grief. Absolutely. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I'm reading The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown right now. Oh, and uh, I love Brene. Love Brene and found it on my bookshelf. I think my husband bought it at oh. some point when I was doing my like my redecoration of my living room. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a Brene Brown book. I've never read one of her books before. And so I've been reading it. And and she talks so much about the duality of emotions, like, you know, having joy and pain and yes. how they're so directly correlated. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like joy and pain, childbirth. <laughs> That's all I can tell totally. <laughs> Joy and sadness. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that could be a whole other episode. <laughs> that could be a whole. I was about to launch into a whole thing. And then I was like, nope, nope. We're at that time. <laughs> Join us next week. Our hundredth episode is coming up. So Yay! be prepared for a, one hell of a party. Y'all. I am so excited. We'll probably do yeah. a giveaway. I don't know what we're going to give away, but it's going to be something good. <laughs> we're going to give something away. Totally. It'll be great. Yes. It'll yes. be awesome. Yay. Awesome. All right, friends. Sweet friends. We'll, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Or you'll hear from one of us next week. You'll hear from one of us next week. Yeah. Um, I think it's me. I think you'll hear an episode from me next week. <laughs> Nose goes. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we really appreciate y'all. And hey, thanks to our team. Yes, thanks for to all our the team. hard work you do. Really appreciate you. Making us sound good. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> Even when Liz gets a cat hair in her mouth. Oh, God. Okay, fine. Okay, bye. All right, bye. <laughs>